Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, joined by Derek Terry of the Cats Paws. Derek, I thought Kentucky was beyond performances like that, but that looked a lot like 2013 or to 2015 Kentucky football under Mark Stoops. Yep, it was brutal. Uh, I'll start this off. I'm 0-5 now, picking games for Kentucky this season. Good news, Sean. I will be 1-5 and five after next week once I pick Georgia to win because there's zero chance in hell Kentucky's beating Georgia next week at Kroger Field. So I just want to get that out there. I want to take ownership. I picked a big win. I was clearly wrong. Um, boy, picking 38 points, uh, I'm just a fool. I've got to get that out of the way now. You can laugh at me. You can be mad at me. You can say whatever. That's me taking ownership. I'm going to throw that out of the way, and we can talk about the game now. Well, let me take ownership of mine because I added seven and took away seven for them. But uh, I'll just go ahead and tell you now, Kentucky's not winning that game at Kroger Field next week or Mars. It doesn't matter where that game's played after what I saw today. Uh, Derek, that was uh, it was embarrassing. And I want to say this before we get into this too deep. I know guys are hurting with John Schlarman not being there. I know guys are hurting with that. Those That offensive line, the coaching staff. But these offensive problems were there before Schlarman didn't make the trip to Missouri. And that's what I wanted to get out there right off the bat here. Uh, Derek, I don't even know. There were so many confusing decisions. It seemed like Kentucky was doing the opposite of, honestly, what they should have been the entire game. I mean, they started the game with three passes, which should have right there been the sounding alarm of this is going to be one of the worst days that we've seen in a while. But then the quarterback stuff made no sense to me. Like, what are you doing? Why did why did Gatewood go in there at the end? Is that is that throwing in the towel? Because it just didn't make sense to me. And then again, I'm sorry, AJ Rose is a great kid. When will this coaching staff realize that Chris Rodriguez is their best running back? Because right now stubbornness is getting in the way. And you know what happens? Stubbornness gets you fired looking for other jobs. And that's what I think is fair to say. At some point, it has to. Yeah, I'll start with the quarterbacks. That was kind of that's what I tweeted during the game, and it got overshadowed really quick because uh, as, the, as the text comes in from my brother asking if uh, my Tennessee buddy Ryan I talked about as well, if everybody had fun watching football today. Obviously, Tennessee got destroyed by Alabama, but we'll start with the quarterbacks. And like I said, Josh Ali fumbled the very first play of that final drive with Joey Gatewood out there, but I was just I was so confused as to why they went back to Gatewood in. A 10-point game, like, I guess I can get the rationale behind Wilson starting the second half just because, you know, he – I mean, he, he is a more proven option. There's no denying that. That's, that's just a fact. So what I didn't get was that I didn't think Gatewood did anything horribly wrong to <laughs> get taken out at halftime. Like, yeah, he didn't set the road on fire, but he didn't do anything worse than Terry was doing. And then to go back to him on that final drive uh, – and then Stoops was just like gave a really weird answer at the end. He was like, it was just for reps, and he's not sure what's going to happen at quarterback this weekend. I've, I said it. I tweeted this as well. Um, why why make the change to Gatewood this week when you're going to play the best defense you see all season? Whenever well, you've had games like Mississippi State, you've had games last week at Tennessee before things went crazy on defense and UK's defense started taking everything back to the house. Like This is not the first time. that like Let's be real. The offenses look more like this than it has the Ole Miss version, like very clearly. It's yeah. been a struggle for much of the year on offense. And to concede that now, like I would still stay with Terry next week, 
And then when he gets to the bottom, can he play Vanderbilt? If things are awful next week, like I expect they will be, that's when you make the change. But Or, or Sean, you would have made the change when you went to the Gatewood in the first place today. Yeah, that's when you would have stuck with it, would have rolled well, with it from there. Well, like you said, it, there wasn't anything in the first half that really just stood out that he did terrible. The, the, the issues were still there, the same issues that are there when Terry's playing quarterback. The wide receivers can't get separation. Wide receivers drop balls. Ali dropped a ball. A lot, of, And some people actually thought it was a bad ball. I, sure, was it was it a perfect tight spiral? No, but it hit him in the hands. He should have caught it. And if you're an SEC receiver, Derek, you, hauled the, you bring that ball in nine out of ten times at least, and he didn't do it, and then he fumbled late in the game. This this is a problem, Derek, that I'm – Benny Snell covered it up for a long time. Lynn Bowden covered it up last year. This has been heading this direction for quite some time, and right now I don't know if they get bailed out this year offensively. I, that's just – look, let's, let's call it how it is. They won the Mississippi State game because of their defense. They won the Tennessee game because of their defense. If their defense isn't scoring points, Derek, it's hard to beat teams. And that you shouldn't have to say that as a football team in the SEC. In this era of – I mean, like I saw QB lines. I think Graham Mertz is his name at Wisconsin. Threw one in completion last night. I think Mac Jones completed like his first, what, 12, 13 passes today, maybe more. Justin Fields. I mean, I know we're talking about some good quarterbacks here, but like – this is going to sound harsh. It should not be this difficult for a team to complete passes past the line of scrimmage. And UK makes it look like it's like it's it's like every time it's third and eight, it's more like it's third and twenty. The way they run things. I mean, it is. It's just there's no excuse in this year. In this college football era, where teams are putting up points like it's nothing, and UK is at the point where they play a defense that had come into this game allowing 307 passing yards per game. And UK finishes the day with 47. I mean, what is that? That's that's brutally bad. Well, and again, and I wrote this in my thing in a story. It's not all on Terry. It's not all on Joey. It's it's everybody screwing up. Uh, I think I think personnel is a big thing too. And I thought Eddie Grand. I go and say it. I, I thought it was his worst game he's had at UK. He's had some other bad ones. This was well, the most confused because it felt like they needed to do so little, honestly, on offense yeah. to win this game. And, and to, how many times, though, does it feel like when they have these games like this that they literally do the opposite of what everyone in the stadium, what everyone on the other sideline, what everyone in the fan base, what everyone in the media knows is the right thing to do, and they do the opposite thing? Yeah. Like they don't stick to who they are when they should stick to who they are. I, they, it feels like they force some things. Like it feels like they've been forcing this. Like what in the world? Like these tunnel screens and these bubble screens, like – there's nothing down the field. But then Terry throws a touchdown pass, Derek. And then the next drive, I really don't think it was Terry's fault. A.J. Rose is on the field instead of – and A.J. had a really good run today. He ran for – he had a 29-yard gain. Rodriguez literally established the drive that Kentucky scored the touchdown on. And then he's not on the field down seven in the fourth quarter when you actually – the one time in the football game that you had momentum. Those are the decisions that you criticize. And I've, def- and I've defended Eddie Grand for a long time. Mark Stoops loves Eddie Grand. He's done a lot of good. What he did last year, what he did to get this ground attack going, at some point, though, there's a reason Kentucky doesn't have nice things on offense, Derek, when it comes to wide receivers can make plays and things like that. The recruiting battles, they haven't been there. These guys that are on this roster, they brought to Kentucky. And it's... 
they should be good enough. If that's who you're bringing in, you're trusting that they're going to be good enough and something's happened because right now they're not good enough on the outside. No, I mean, you're five years into this thing with Eddie Grant, and these are all kids he recruited. These are kids he signed off on. There's not a kid on this roster right now that he probably didn't have some kind of hand in recruiting. And it's not shocking. Go look at the recruiting rankings. Go to 24-7. Go to Rivals. I don't care where you go. Go look at the kids they recruited. They are either playing up to their very minimal recruiting rankings, uh, and in some cases, I, I don't know that anyone's even over, you know, outplaying their expectations at this point. Josh Ali caught the touchdown pass, but like you said, the gate one won. Uh, whether it was a great throw or not, I mean, it hit him in the hands. If you're number one wide receiver on your team, catch the ball. And then two, he's had two straight games where he's fumbled. Now, you can't be too hard on Josh Ali because he's the only kid who seems to ever be yeah. open. <laughs> so uh, it's just a, it's a struggle. You know, it's disappointing. Bryce Oliver's been back. I'm not sure he's even had a target yet. Maybe he had one today. I really don't remember. Upshot had a, a couple of targets. It was, was a forced target. Yeah, it was a forced one. Like, it was a ball that was nowhere near him. Is that the one on the sidelines? Yeah. I'm trying to think. Okay, yep. yeah. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. This is an offensive – like, to me, it's a philosophy more than anything. And whether that's Grant or it's Stoops at the top calling for this, I don't know. But, like, here's the deal. They're stuck in a terrible phase that, one, they don't have very good skill position players anyway. Two, how do you attract the good players to come here? Yeah. Because you don't have the guys right now to show, like, if, if they want to do something differently and they don't have the personnel to do it right now, how do you break out of the cycle? That's that's where I'm stuck on. And I think they've got a decent class committed right now, but will those kids stay committed? I don't know. You have to hope that they do. But at the same time, that's why I wrote my column after the game. Like, Actually, Sean, let's, let's wait. Let's move on to the next topic. I'm going to come back to that. I want to put my thoughts together a little bit more before we – Okay. Uh, well – I just don't I just don't understand. You know, you've mentioned we've both mentioned that they're they're not strong at the skill positions. They're not. Uh we've known that for a while now. And it's it's been covered up with a with an elite offensive line and a really good rushing attack and a and a an improved defense that's been one of the better defenses in the league. And we'll we'll get to the defensive side of things, but the problems lie with the offense today. When you give up twenty points you should win that football game. Yeah. And and it didn't happen. Thirty-six. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, it's running ninety-two plays, which Missouri did. It's crazy too. But thirty-six plays. I mean, that's what nine plays a quarter. And, and what I was getting at that, what I was getting at that you can't have nice things. It's it's not, it's not necessarily that I'm getting at Eddie Grant. It's more along the lines of, at some point, you have to be able to throw the ball if you want to take that next step as a program, Derek. And when they can be who they are and control the line of scrimmage, they win football games. But today, it's almost like they didn't even try to establish that part of the game. Like, that was the most bizarre thing to me is, sure, if you're going to play that style, then why don't you lean on Chris Rodriguez? Because today, they certainly didn't. And that's that's been the common denominator every week on the show now. I keep asking, why isn't he the lead guy? Why do they why do they mess around to start games every Saturday, where it's kind of important if you're going to take the ball, or if, <laughs> in like why not do something with the thing, and then you this got guys and then you got guys tweeting and stuff on Twitter about how the offense played. You got players on this roster liking tweets and stuff yeah, like that. Like, uh, Terry Wilson's mother's tweet. I did. I mean, and I did. 
We'll go ahead and read it since some people listening to this might not be on Twitter. She said, I'm sorry, hashtag BBN. I feel like the kids have got let down tonight and my heart is breaking for them. Adults making decisions that make kids look incompetent and they still get cash. I'm hurt for them. Change QBs, running backs, DBs, socks, et cetera. Is that the real problem? Yeah. So, and, yeah, and it's uh, pretty strong. And then let's like, like Cleveland. I don't know if I sent you that right before we started. Yeah. Like Mike Edwards was talking about, you know, did the offense really, what was it? How many yards passing did the tweet say? 46. They got credited with 47. Just a slight. And Cleveland put dot, dot, dot. And Smoke replied, you supposed to be here helping. I don't even know. Was he even there? I don't even remember him even. If he was there, I didn't see him. Well, if the judge of Cavassier's tweet, I, I would interpret that to mean no. Cleveland wasn't there. I don't want to pile on Cleveland, but does he have a catch this year? Like two, maybe. Like he's not—he's not going to help much today. In a day like this, he's not going to help much. But the point you're making is, is certainly right. Like this is—you got the alums of the program, your NFL guys tweeting about this, and Lonnie Johnson's tweeting the crying faces, you know, laughing, crying faces back at him. I mean, well, I mean, I guess you do have to laugh to keep from crying on a day like today, where things are just. So bad. But that what I was going to say a minute ago and what I'll get back to, and I wrote it in my column, like, all the blame doesn't lie on Terry. It's not one person's fault. When you when you play this bad, like, it's it's everybody. But what are you playing for now, Sean, this season? I mean, you're not – any kind of hope that they had really probably was gone to win the SEC East after the first two games. But they'd come back, played two good games uh, against Mississippi State. Well, at least in some areas they played a good game against Mississippi State. Really strong second half against Tennessee in all areas. But now you're two and three, and you've got three games left against probably the three best teams on your schedule still to come. So my thing was it's time to go to the youth movement because I don't think you're going to win these games either way. So right now it becomes building for the future, finding out what you have. And this is basically what I'm talking about. And, again, I don't want to blame it on Terry, but he's not going to be here next year. He's already told us he's not going to be here next year. I think you got to give Joe, Joey Gatewood a real chance to see what he can do, and you've got to give, you know, Ollie can stay out there because he, he can get open. Harris is a young guy; he should keep playing. Daly made plays last week when they threw it to him, but I think it's time to get Drennan, Isaiah Cummings, Ernest Sanders, some guys like that a chance to see what they can do. I think it's time they stop playing around. Make Rodriguez a feature back. Like so they're just doing stupid things now with what he's doing. And if it's not going to be Gatewood at quarterback, maybe Bo Allen. I mean, but maybe that'll have to wait until after the bye week. I don't know. But now I think when you don't have much to play for, and it's a free year regardless, sticking with guys like Terry Wilson and A.J. Rose. And, again, I'm not blaming everything on them. The point I'm trying to make is they're the old guys, and they're not setting the world on fire. And I think in a year like this, it's time to move on to play some young guys. And, again, maybe it's not next week against Georgia, but definitely after that bye week. Well, if you don't, then you're wasting the year. I mean, you're yeah. you're wasting a season that you're we kind of thrown out the window anyhow. Yeah, and you get all these guys, you get a lot of these young guys back. They don't, I mean, pretty, well, everybody's back, but you don't lose a year of eligibility at all for these guys. So get them some experience and see what you have. Derek, I think the most disappointing thing about this is it kind of takes the air out of everything that they accomplished last week in Knoxville, because now you're two and three, and now you're looking. I mean, sure, great win and all, but are you really feeling kind of great about the rest of this thing? Because, I mean, this this is a team that's now staring down four and six. If they just – and I, I might even go a little further. They're probably staring down three and seven because South Carolina will beat them if they play like they did today. Uh, just a deflating loss. And it's one of those things, too. Uh, do you see Jeff Bidette like the tweet that it was Eddie Grand's offense was the problem? I didn't. Um, 
which, you know, Jeff, I mean, Jeff was only one season with Grand, right? You would say it was probably a focal point of the offense back then, but whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm out, I don't really disagree with them. Again, like, I'm not a X's and O's football kind of guy. I couldn't tell you what went wrong or what went right on every single play. I mean, I watch a lot of football. I don't feel like I'm an idiot when it comes to football. But, you know, it, it should not be – like. I, I've you defended Eddie. I've defended Eddie. I've defended Terry. You don't. You can't defend people on days like today. I mean, yeah. how do you defend 145 yards against Missouri? Like that was not a good team they played today. That's the point mm-hmm. I want to make. This was a bad. Oh, maybe yeah. maybe bad's going too far. Missouri, Kentucky's better than Missouri. That's what I'll say. The roster is better. They. We don't even talked about the defense yet, really. To be on the field for 92 plays and only give up 20 points is a winning effort, I guess. Um. Could have done a better job at one point. Yeah, I mean, to have a 21-play job, that's that's probably the possession we should have talked about. That was my question for Mark. Missouri goes on a 21-play drive, takes over nine minutes off the clock, and they did not give the ball to a, a running back on the next possession. Kentucky doesn't, and they go three and out. That's the stuff I'm talking about. Like, it was still a, t- a seven-point game, right, at that point? Well, I, I text you – it was. And I, I text you and I ask you questions all the time during games, even when, when we're in the press box together. And – a lot of times we reply with the IQ is not there when it comes to a couple of decisions. Well, Derek, it's kind of hard to look at the sideline and the the people wearing headsets. You have to question their IQ in a couple of game situations because it doesn't make sense. And that's what come, what I come back to. You, I'm sorry. Does AJ Rose have dirt on somebody? Because yeah. like, why? Like, why do you keep going back to him? And then it. And I don't know. It makes me want to pull my hair out when I see people say, well, he had a 29-yard run. Congrats. I mean, Kentucky scored 20 points in 1998 versus Tennessee, but they still got their teeth beat in. So, I mean, there's there's nothing positive that comes from it. You go with the guys that you know are going to set you up. And is AJ, am I, I'm not meaning to pile on AJ. I'm more meaning to pile on the decision-making of who keeps running him out there in those situations. It makes no sense. I mean, yeah, you can't look at one play, like, just the vacuum. Like, it's there's clear evidence at this point in the season and over the last two years, really, that, like, Rose is kind of a boomer bust back. Like, he doesn't – Rose doesn't get seven straight carries and, like, get positive yards. You know what I mean? Like, on every single, like – or uh, I almost called him Benny. Like, Rodriguez is your steady back. He's basically going to get positive yardage every single time. Going to have a few runs like he did today where he had 17, whereas Rose can come in. He can hit a big run for about 30 yards, but he also has – what did he have outside of that? Uh, okay, he had 43 <laughs> yards, and he had, what, 29 on one carry, so 14 yards and four other carries. That's what I'm talking about. Like, three yards is, like, okay, but, you know, Rodriguez is averaging five yards per carry. I mean, last week he had 73 yards on 13 carries. Like, he usually makes the most out of what he does, and Kentucky's offense kind of gets rolling a little bit better, I think, when Rodriguez is in there. So – Again, and, like, you didn't see any young guys today. I think Drennan was in on the Gatewood sack, maybe. Um, McLean didn't get any carries. But when he only run 30 – or, sorry, uh, yeah, 36 plays. I mean, it's hard to even believe. 36 plays in a, in a football game. I mean – I ate more chips than that during the game. Very hard for me not to say uh, – not to cuss right there. Like, Larry Roundtree ran the football more times than Kentucky ran offensive plays. And you can't hold him to 3.4 yards. Uh, the defense really – did fine, I thought. Uh, at least not to the point where like you're really worried about them. I would say, uh, especially the way Missouri kind of shredded LSU last week. But this is a bad loss. I don't know where. I don't want to get into like ranking where where it falls. Like mm-hmm. I think, like I said, I think it was Eddie's worst game. But 
there have been some really bad DK football losses over the year. To me, if this kind of game doesn't spur a change, then I don't know what does. Let me think about this. Just talking about the quarterbacks today. Terry goes three for nine for 35 yards and a touchdown. Great ball to Josh Ali on the touchdown. It was a great throw. Okay, his two other completions were, were screen passes, right? Dump-offs to Rose on the screen, and then a, a pass behind the line to Josh Ali. So UK, and then Ali caught the one that he fumbled uh, from Gatewood. So UK completed two passes maybe on the line of scrimmage. Two in 2020 against a team that had been giving up over 300 yards per game. That See, that's where you have to change it. That's where I just can't get behind any. Like, you can defend. You can spend a lot of things. It's just that, that you can't defend that. that that's can brutally I, bad. Can I say this too, though? The the more the more I watch this, Derek, the more I honestly wonder though if the quarterbacks are the problem at all. Like I just Aren't I have not. if they are the problem because I don't I'm starting to wonder if if they're if they're not the problem just because I don't know what's happened, but the Terry the Terry Wilson that we saw at Florida two years ago that was taking shots down the field and kind of just making plays. I mean, sure, I know SEC defensive coordinators are very good at their jobs. And when you turn on film, you kind of have a game plan. But, Derek, to not remind me of the Texas A&M game two years ago, but just a much worse, you know, like it wasn't even close to that one, and that one was bad enough. I don't know I don't know if they trust their quarterbacks to really make plays down the field. But then again, like, what's the problem? Is it wide receivers not getting separation? Because I think a lot of those sacks that you see are due to that. But then again, like, those are the guys that you've recruited to make plays. And I just don't know if that's going to get changed. Like, what is going to change? Eddie Grant is who he is. They are who they are with Mark Stoops and what they want to do with this ground attack. Is that ever going to change, though? Like, are you ever going to see them actually use guys in that? And that's the reason the Wondell Robinsons go to Nebraska. Yeah. Well, it boils down to, I mean, a lot of, they, a lot of things kind of had to go, like, the hardest part about all this is at a certain point you do have to tip your hat that they have had successful seasons by basically being so one-dimensional that it's it's pretty unbelievable if they won 10 games, honestly, looking back at 2018, given that they had some games not quite this bad, but pretty close. I mean, actually there were fewer yards in a game against Vanderbilt than what they threw today. But it feels to me like they've gotten into a cycle that you miss out on Mac Jones, he goes elsewhere. You miss out on Jaron Williams, and say whatever you want about Jaron Williams, but he had a game last year against Louisville where I'm pretty sure he threw four more yards than Terry Wilson's thrown this whole season. So you miss out on him, and when you don't have kind of that – I just feel like they got to a point where they were smart about it, at least, in 2018, and they're like, okay, we've got Benny Snell, we should run the ball, we've got a great defense, let's just not turn it over, let's just have a game manager back there. But it started to catch up to him. Because like you said, people can say whatever they want. Like I think it was strange that Wanda went to Nebraska whenever he could have gone to Ohio State. He could have gone to Alabama. But the deal is he didn't come here because he wasn't sold that UK's offense would utilize him the same way that Nebraska was. And you keep getting at a point now where how do you break out of that cycle? They're, they're like going to lose guys. I mean, it's like uh, maybe Bo Allen gets in there and maybe he changes it, but – Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. Like, and that's where I'm not calling for anybody to be fired. But like, that's that's the hard questions that Mark Stoops going to ask himself: is the way that this thing's going in college football? Can I count on? Can you count on when can Kentucky win games, 21 to 17, 24 to 17? 
My guess with the hires that are being made in the SEC is that he won't be able to, that you're going to have to really have an uptick in scoring in order to take the next level. Maybe you can still beat Vanderbilt. Maybe you can still beat South Carolina. Maybe most years you'll still beat Missouri. You're not going to beat Florida consistently. You're not going to beat Georgia consistently uh, by playing the way that they are right now. Well, here's the next thing, too. You you keep hearing the program talk about that they want to win the SEC East. It's not happening with this style of play. It's just not happening. And, and two, Derek, how do you, how does it get changed though is what I keep coming back to like right now they're kind of in this in they're kind of in this no man's land where you really don't know where you go next and I would love to know at some point I would love to know and find out if if this is Stoops that kind of has like the chains with Eddie Grand and not letting him do some things or is this or is this all loud Eddie because at some point. Like the drive, we saw the same thing happen two years ago, and Kentucky got bailed out by Lynn Bowden in a really good drive at the end of the game yeah. and, an abs- and a defense that was just unbelievable. If you remember, they didn't have Benny Snell on the field for a drive. It was a key drive at Missouri, and I think it was A.J. Rose that ended up getting uh, stuffed on a fourth and one inside the five-yard line at Missouri. Well, tonight you have momentum, and you don't go back to Chris Rodriguez. Sure, Eddie Grand throws his guys out there, but at some point you're the head coach and you have to go and say, look, he needs to be on the football field. You get what, you get what I'm saying? Like if at some point somebody – it just feels like that they're always either – and then too, like, I don't know. I'm honestly just at a loss for words. That, that's how – Like top their ineptness, if that's a word. They are. They are. I mean, you had one wide receiver catch a pass today. One. Josh Holly caught three. Upshaw didn't have a catch. Allen Daly didn't have a catch. Bryce Oliver didn't have a catch. Those were all the guys who got targets. AJ Rose did and have a catch. You mentioned but, Terry's. You mentioned Terry's mom. Uh, his sister tweeted too. I don't know if you saw that or not. Uh, it says we ran 36 plays. 36 plays. Do not send my baby brother back out there next week for that bullshit. <laughs> well, they obviously have a much more emotional attachment. Uh, they have more blood in the game than I do. Sitting back here saying things. Um, I would be surprised if there's anybody who's happy on that side of the ball tonight. I wouldn't think anyone is. Uh, I know one player, uh, I'm not going to say his name because I was told this in privacy, but his parents came to the game because more or less he was told he would be involved in the offense this week, and uh, he was oh, not. No. So someone made the trip all the way to Missouri to watch that 36-play performance. I'm glad um, I didn't. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is a good game for your street to come to an end. That's what I told Abby. I'm not no way in hell I'm going to Alabama or Florida. To, unless things change in a big way, the two games before then, and I don't think they will. But I, I guess, Sean, to, I just want to ask you this, like, and it's going to get the attention, and maybe people listening will think I'm an idiot if I like, want to talk about it. But, I mean, what do you do next week at quarterback? That, to me, that's why I like putting Joey back out there. was so – like, one, it brought up questions that really didn't have to be answered because kind of like if you just went back to Terry, like they did at halftime, it more was just like – trying to change it up and give Joey a look more than, okay, now it's kind of confusing again. Like, do you want Joey to be the guy or not? I don't know where they go at quarterback. If if this carousel just keeps continuing at some point, give Bo Allen a shot. It's a throwaway year. Yeah. And, I mean, I mean, heck, if it's not that, go back to Sawyer Smith. I mean, give him a shot. I mean, at this at this rate, I, I don't know. Like, it's just – it's unbelievable how you – but I'll also say this. They won at Tennessee last week. And we both said there's no quarterback controversy, and there is more this week 
than there has been at any point in this season. I'll be and I don't know. I had a feeling something like this would happen today that Joey would play. I didn't say it, and I know it's easy for me to say this now. I, I just I had a feeling that I had a feeling things were too good to be true last week for this offense. That uh, they looked decent for a half, and that it came crashing back down today. I, I would personally, I guess, I guess I'm already starting to change my mind a little bit. I guess I'll give Terry a few drives against Georgia and see how it happens. But if you make the change, don't don't go back. Like I honestly feel like maybe the end of the little snare is next week. And, uh, again, I'll, I'll keep saying it. I'll drive it home. I don't think it's all his fault. Uh, I don't no. think he's got a ton of help around him. I also don't know how much he does to help, though. So when that's the case and you're a veteran player, I just think it's a little bit easier to move on from you when they're in that spot. So, yeah, I would give I would give Gatewood uh, most of this next game, pretty much all of Vanderbilt unless it's just clear that things are horrible. Uh, before trying something else. But at some point this season, I think it's becoming more and more likely like you, that you will see Bo Allen at least get some kind of shot. And I'll it's ask you this. I'll ask you this, too. I'm, we're not calling for anyone to be fired. We we haven't said that. But at some point, Derek, do you, does Mark Stoops have to kind of look in the mirror and kind of look at what he's doing and the direction he's going offensively and think, is this – can we take this and improve this to another level? Because you and I both agree, you are not going to win the division with no passing attack. Like, this is the the least amount of passing they've had in the Mark Stoops era. And this was a guy that when he came in, he brought the air raid offense with him and Neil Brown, and now we're to the point that it's just the air. Like, that's all that's there because there's no offense when it comes to passing the ball. So you know that's, yeah, that's a guy that came in with that mindset where do you go? And then here's Eddie Grant and Darren Henshaw who was slinging the thing around at Cincinnati, and it just hasn't happened here. Yeah, I mean, that's the bigger question to me. I wish we knew. I mean, no matter how you frame it, like with what Stoops wants to do, obviously today is not anywhere near what he has in mind. Like uh, They've had some poor offensive games before and they found a way to win, but it was never – it was never this bad. I said it during the game, like where I think Stoops would start to get pissed and like maybe you want to change stuff is when you have teams like Missouri going for it on fourth down basically every time they cross your field because they're not worried at all that you'll go down and score on them, even if they get the ball around midfield. Like to me, that's where he'll maybe start to realize, like, man, this is bad. Like this can't be how things are going to be. So, like you said, not calling for anybody to be fired, but like it might. Like maybe Eddie will ask himself at a certain point. Like I've when I was a coordinator at other places, like it was never this bad, and now I'm I'm here for whatever reason. Maybe it's not worked out the way I thought it would. He's had a good run. I mean, honestly, there he's gonna finish. And again, I'm not writing his job off, but like they've won games since he's been here. I get that, but a lot of those generational type players are gone. You can't have a performance like today and be comfortable. I don't think. But if it is a stoop saying, then yeah, he's got to seriously look at himself and be like. You know, this isn't what we've been doing right now. Isn't getting it done. I've got to do something to help my defense out. You owe it to the players, really, to come up with a better plan. Um, and I don't know. I mean, it's we'll see. And the the worst part of it is, Sean. Really, I think is like, what are the next two games even going to tell you? Like, Georgia's way better than they are, so you would expect them to get crushed. On the other hand, if you do play well against Vanderbilt, like, shouldn't you play well against Vanderbilt? They're not even good. So once it, and then like Alabama, the same deal as Georgia. Florida might be the next real game that you see what kind of strides you made. I mean, am I wrong on that? Like this is why I don't know. They're in a really deflating spot right now. I think offensively. Well, I'll I'll tell you this. Uh, 
the schedule change, you know, Missouri had extra time to prepare. Uh, Georgia, this is a bad thing too. They have extra time to prepare. Would the outcome have been different if the schedule had stayed how it was? If they had just gotten beat by Georgia and then kind of regrouped from there and gone to Missouri? I, I don't know. It's. It, I just feel like Missouri's game plan today, uh, they played Kentucky football, and that doesn't happen often with those teams like the South Carolinas, the Vanderbilts, and the Missouris. They they had they dominated time possession. They dominated plays. Uh, Derek, they had a 21-play drive they didn't get points on, and at that point in the game, Kentucky had ran a total of 23 plays, and we were halfway through the third quarter. Like, literally almost matched play for play. So, I don't know. All I know is there was one bright spot, and it was Matt Ruffalo drilling a 50-yard field goal. And they've got that figured out. I mean, sure, the kid missed an extra point at some point in the game, but the way that game was going, who was to say Kentucky's defense was going to get a stop and beat Ole Miss? Uh, But they've got that figured out for sure. That's his second 50-yarder in his career, Derek, but that's the problem here. We're talking about the kicker, and we shouldn't be – that shouldn't be where I'm even going with this. I'm going to end up throwing out another Cade DeGraw uh, mention at some point. But, well, they played a relatively clean game, Kentucky did. They only had that one penalty. I mean, I thought Missouri had some really dumb penalties in that game, and it didn't yeah. really hurt them at all. But you don't Four get many opportunities. You don't get many opportunities when you run 36 snaps. Right, right, right. Yeah, and, I mean, this is uh, it's not a result that I expected, obviously. I'm trying to think if there's anything else we should really hit on. I, mean, I think we've done a lot. Uh, I just, well, I, I think the worst part is you're at the halfway point, and you're like – they didn't really take advantage of, in hindsight, it turned out to be kind of a soft five games, right? Look at it now. None of those, like, we thought Auburn was a tough game to start the season. They got bailed out again by the officials today. Maybe would have lost Ole Miss today had that not happened. Like, their own fan base is ready to fire Gus Malzahn, so they've not been any good. The only game Ole Miss has won all season was against Kentucky. Mississippi State's clearly pretty bad after their first game. Tennessee is now under 500 again. And then Missouri is a team that is affects two and two, but like no one watched that game and thought that they were world beaters. And they didn't really take advantage of that in the first half of the season. So they're two and three now. And Alabama's obviously going to drill them. I think Florida, I don't know. That game might end up being weird. I don't know. But, you know, you're going to lose Alabama and Georgia. So I don't want to say it's been a wasted year. I don't want to say – I mean, what they did last week, it will stick with people for a long time to be able to to beat Tennessee, but I'm starting to wonder if that might have been the peak. Did Tennessee beat them again? Like the Hefts? Like did, did Tennessee uh, end up beating them again? I don't think so. I really – I mean, it's always hard for me to say. Like, yeah, they probably weren't as – like that's a really difficult place to play, by the way. And when I say it's really difficult, not because of the fans, because that place is so awful that it's really hard to get up for a game in Columbia, Missouri. The worst place I've been in the SEC – uh, and I give credit to Missouri for this. Like, those kids really wanted it. You could tell. Just, like, even that run that Roundtree had, like, I guess you could say Joseph got ran over. I really didn't think he did, though. Like, it wasn't, like, a brutal hit, but it was enough to knock him down. And they had their whole sidelines right there, like, gathered around uh, gathered around them. Like, this game meant a lot to, to Missouri, and uh, Kentucky did not match that intensity. I'll agree with that, but it's almost like, I think the confidence has just been so shaken on the offensive side of the ball. And when you start doing the quarterback thing where you're playing different guys, like it just – it reminds me a little bit of 2015 when they started doing up tolls and Drew Barker, and it just didn't – nothing really too good came of it. And that's why we'll go back, and we'll see if Mark elaborates on it Monday. I felt like once you went to Gatewood – and Gatewood didn't do awful is another thing. I know we already mentioned that, but, like, to me, when he went back to He made to Gary, some really good reads. 
Yeah, like that, that was, was the thing he did do. They should have just stuck with it. If you're going to do that, and I didn't disagree with it because Terry was struggling. I mean, he just flat out dropped the snap that hit him right in the chest, had to fall on, on a third down. They should have made the decision right there, and they didn't. And now you open yourself up to these questions, and it's just – if there's one area they've really struggled in the Stoops era, like it's quarterback. We can't – you can't spin it any other way. It's the one position that – I look at some other programs like Louisville, for example. They've had a tremendous run on quarterbacks, and I think it's really helped you know elevate their program. In Kentucky, I think we'll look back and be like, how in the hell did they win 10 games in 2018? How did they win eight games in 2019? playing the way they did like that to me that tells you and you can kick yourself a little bit more like if they would have had a difference maker at quarterback who knows what might have happened some of those other years because they had all the pieces around them yeah and uh, and they like don't said, this year i want to say that like they don't have the pieces around them this year to uh no really they, they don't i'm i'm sorry you could you could put tim couch back there right now and kentucky would still have the offensive game that they had today because at some point you have to throw it to somebody that can catch the ball and somebody can get open and they certainly don't have that right now, at least out of the guys that they're running. Will that change? We'll have to see. Uh, but I like what you said. This part of the schedule turned out to, honestly, probably be the cupcake part of the schedule just because that's the way it looks now. I don't think any of those five teams that they played are really good. Now you're moving into the area of the elite end of your schedule. I don't know what this thing's going to look like five, six weeks from now, but I do know one thing, uh, Derek, I want to – Send well wishes and our thoughts to the Schlarmans and to John Schlarman because I'll, I'll tell you this, uh, that's a guy that has not missed a game since his cancer diagnosis. And the fact that he could not travel or didn't make the trip to Missouri has uh, been on my mind all evening and through that game. And then I'll also say this too, I know that that had to have some type of effect on those guys and on those coaches. Uh, so thoughts are with Schlarman and with the family. Uh, Derek, we'll be back again on Monday to court, sort of put a bow on all this and kind of figure it out. We'll figure our way through. We'll watch the game again, as painful as that sounds. And then uh, we'll see what, what Stoops has to say on Monday. Yeah, uh, I don't know if oh I can gosh. stare at that again. Uh, I don't know. That was that was very painful to watch. I'm really glad I didn't make the trip. But uh, the Butcher's Pub, hopefully you made it out to watch the miserable game at the Butcher's Pub because I'm sure that place at least made you feel somewhat better. Uh, get out there again this week. Kids Eat Free Monday, uh, Taco Tuesday, Wing Wednesday, all those delicious burgers, the Buffalo Chicken Sandwich, two locations, one in Pineville, Kentucky, one in Williamsburg, Kentucky. Visit thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook for more daily specials, but we'll catch you Monday. 